You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today. Week 17 of the uh, NFL season is certainly nearly upon us. Uh, Ten teams uh, know they are playoff bound. Three already know they're looking for a new coach. Two playoff slots available. The NFL uh, North uh, Championship of course, a bit of one of the uh, NFC wildcard berths and seating remains at stake for six of the teams that already have clinched berths. Great to have James Arthur, Richie Garraway. Check them out, thevaultstudio.com.au, producing some outstanding NFL content, boys. A little teaser before we head back to Flemington just to set the scene, but a whole hour to look at week 17. Fantastic. We're pretty excited. We uh, we love being on the radio, so thanks for having us as usual, Brett. Uh, Good to have you. Probably the most disappointing thing this year is week 17, there's not as much as at stake as there normally is, James. No, there, there's really not enough. Like the, the morning games, which are the 5am starters for here, which a lot of people won't get up for, there's really the only one interesting watching is the Cowboys to see if they can break the rookie win record for Dak Prescott. But other than that, that's all break their franchise win record as well. That's the only really interesting game. Patriots-Miami. Patriots can technically lose the number one seed, but with the Raiders not having Carr, it doesn't seem likely. And they're playing Miami, who, you know, are they any good? They're the sixth seed, but well, they're, they're probably they're around. They've been on a hell of a tear, that's for sure. Yeah, look, look, I think they're okay, but I think there's... There's probably 10 other teams that are as good as them, but they've just managed to win a few more games, which is what it's all about. Oh, that's what the NFL is all about. Yeah. Um, the first one I want to take a look at is Oakland traveling to Denver. Uh, Derek Carr last week um, broke his leg. Gutting news for, for any fan of the Raiders or anyone who's just a fan of football. The Raiders were so much fun to watch this year. That thanks was such a good story, primarily thanks to him. And without him, I mean, the backups, Matt Lagoyne. McGloin. McGloin. I still get it wrong. <laughs> I had to go and look up who it was. I had no idea who it was going to be. Look, I guess the only thing you can take solace in is that Matt McGloin is, he's been in the system. This is his fifth year in the system. So he has got some experience. He started 13 games a couple of years ago. Look, he didn't do great in those games, but they were also a pretty bad team then as well. So it's not all his fault, but he knows the system. They are the number five running attack in the NFL. So they're going to rely on that. Which but I reckon would surprise a lot of people. It would. But but what scares me about this team is that they're not a good defense. So if they have to get into a low-scoring game, that's not what they want. They want shootouts with Derek well, Carr. They used to want. Yes, exactly. exactly right. Yeah, so, They wanted shootouts. Well, the biggest concern for them here is um, Kansas City go to San Diego. If Kansas City win and Sandy, uh, sorry, and Oakland lose in lose Denver, two seed. they're going to drop down from the two-seed into probably the fifth. Yeah, all fifth. the way down to the wild card. Yeah. So they'll drop down to the fifth seat. So Which is massive, which means you don't get home field advantage. Don't get a week off. So Yeah, and that week off could help them because there's rumours Derek Carr would be ready for the championship game. He broke his leg. He broke his foot. There's a bone in his foot. So, Oof. look, I don't believe it. That's what they're telling us. They said that he could, he could possibly play a championship game and definitely play a Super Bowl if they were able to make it. But I just can't see Matt McGloin taking him. Now, the Denver Broncos, who were eliminated from playoff contention and it's the first time since 2003 that the two Super Bowl teams are not participating in the playoffs from the year before it's just ridiculous Carolina were gone weeks ago and now Denver I don't know how they're going to come out they're not playing for a lot they are a good defense and they play with a lot of pride and it is a division rival and they're, and at, they're home. at home so this game 
it's important for the seedings, but it's also important to see how the Raiders respond. The Denver Broncos are one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, so it'll be a good chance for them to see if they can establish a new game style with Matt McGloin managing the game more. They also have very good receivers. Crabtree and Cooper are very good players. Walford's a great tight end. They have three great running backs. Let's see how they go, but I'm not confident. But this defense needs to step up. Khalil Mack needs to be that guy. They need to all step up a notch and play a lot better if they want to get anywhere near a Super Bowl. Well, that's the AFC. Taking a quick look at the NFC, there's one uh, playoff position left. It's the wild card in the NFC right now. Um, Green Bay and Detroit uh, are holding on to that, but Washington can certainly get in. And if there's some act of God, Tampa can make it. But we all know that's not going to happen. <laughs> Tampa Bay need four ties and 17 and teams to lose. And other things to go a certain <laughs> way, which are just not going to happen. It's all going to come down to crazy tiebreakers. If it happened, it would be super exciting, but it's not going to. It would. now, And they need a win, which has been tough for them lately. The first thing, Washington will play during the day. Yep. They will host uh, New York. Who are in the playoffs. So the who are already in. So yep. they've not got a whole lot to play for. If Washington win that game, they then need Detroit to lose yep. or Green Bay to beat Detroit, yep. which is the late game. And that would knock Detroit out. Now, Detroit were 9... I believe they were 9-2 and two at one point. So they are... They've completely crumbled. It's interesting. To, I don't think Detroit are going to make it. I can't see Green Bay losing this game. They've it, won five in a row. It's the pressure from Green Bay. They have been playing so well in the last Aaron like, Rodgers five weeks. Aaron Rodgers shot into MVP contention. He's been outstanding. He's the difference. When he plays well, he's exceptional. All right, boys, just uh, put a little pause, a little teaser for a big hour of uh, NFL Week 17. Richie Garraway and James Arthur, check them out. Of course, uh, the vaultstudio.com.au, vaultstudio.com.au. Right on 5.30, the final half hour of Sunday Sports Central. We are talking a bit of NFL, of course, with uh, Richie Garraway and James Arthur. Catch them at the vaultstudio.com.au as we look ahead to Week 17. Uh, Gentlemen, uh, set the alarm tomorrow morning. I don't think you have to set it too early, Brett. <laughs> the uh, earliest games aren't going to have a whole lot of action. The 4 o'clock games will be good. I want to take them all in, but, though, Richie. Oh, Red Zone Channel. <laughs> Get on uh, ESPN, on your Foxtel, 508 Red Zone Channel. That's what it's all about. Catch every touchdown. Um, but probably the game of the weekend, well, hopefully, if it is a live game, will be Green Bay at Detroit rounding out. Um, week 17, for those who don't know, there's no Thursday night game. There's no Monday night game in the last week. Similar to the EPL, if you're familiar, they tend to try and end most games at the same time. That will have effect on each other. Um, so, you know, it keeps games alive later in the day. But what we want to turn our attention to is the day after Sunday, more commonly known as Black Monday, the day the coaches lose their jobs. Now, the NFL has been a little keen already this year, and three coaches have already been given their marching orders. Jeff Fisher of the Rams is gone. Gus Bradley from the Jags is gone. And Rex Ryan and his brother Rob are gone from the Bills. This morning, NFL reporters uh, Ian Rappaport from NFL.com as well as Adam Schefter from ESPN.com are both reporting that Chip Kelly from the 49ers and their GM will both be dismissed after Sunday's game. Which is odd, because they fired Jim Tom Sula after one year. Now, I don't think he was a great coach decision. They needed a stopgap for a year, and then Chip Kelly was their splash guy. They've put him in with zero talent. That's Absolutely zero. The least talented team in the year, in the, in the season, sorry, in the league. Uh, and what's he supposed to do? Now, the only thing I can think is that 
Chip Kelly doesn't want to be there because he wants to go back to college. Well, I don't think he does because his old job is gone now. The Oregon, Ducks have hired somebody, okay, so, so. Th- there's not many jobs around. There's going to be a lot of openings in the NFL, I think. But this would be Chip Kelly, and I don't like to use this reference so much, but it's two-time loser. You don't often get a third go in the NFL. He'll be hired as an offensive coordinator somewhere. That's what I would think, that he needs to go and coordinate. I, I don't know. I haven't been in the rooms with him. I don't know what sort of coach he is, but he seems a bit soft. He doesn't... So he certainly I don't know, got... he banned fast food in the Eagles' uh, yeah. facilities and made them put in a juice bar. Oh, yeah, he's tough as nails. <laughs> it's a shame the Eagles couldn't win That's for a kale, him. I believe. Uh, I, just, I, I don't think he's a good head coach. He, he might be a great coordinator, but his systems, other than the first couple of seasons at Philadelphia, they've been terrible. Teams work it out really quick in the NFL. There's a lot of incredibly smart coaches that worked him out very quick. I know he hasn't got any talent, but that offense this season has been pretty terrible. And look, I think it's harsh after one year. I'd give him another year to see some talent around him and make sure you're not making a mistake. Who are they going to get that's going to come in and be a better coach next season well, than Chip Kelly with that team? The reporters are going to lop the GM as well. So it's very they need common. to lop the owner. Well, what? Well, <laughs> owners don't just get fired, mate. You own the team. You do get to do whatever you want. Jed York. I wish Steve Salisbury was here because he would go off on it. No, I wouldn't because rant. of our last twenty-five <laughs> minutes. He'd use them all up complaining about him. <laughs> but fairly, I might add. Jed York's terrible. He makes terrible decisions. He always had. His father always did. They should have never got rid of Harbaugh. That was the biggest mistake they've made. They should have let him rebuild the team, which he would have been able to do. They've made mistakes. They got to line it now. If they don't think Chip Kelly's the guy. Then he's not. They've got. To, they've got to move on and find someone better. Which I don't know if there is anyone at the moment. A lot of people do say you do have to keep the GM and the coach together. They need to come in at similar times. Yeah. This is what problem the Bills have had. Yeah. You know, they You could say their GM's on some pretty thin ice himself. Now he's going to put a new head coach in, and if he's not successful after a year or so, they're both gone. Well, who do you chop? I guess the only thing I can think, the 49ers are just cleaning house and starting again. And it's not the worst decision. Start again, accept you've made mistakes, and move on. But, yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to get and who else they're going to get. Harbaugh's certainly not coming back, and he's probably the best coach they've ever had. So, you know, he's doing pretty well at Michigan. I couldn't imagine him leaving. Had a bad loss yesterday. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of other coaches who um, I think could certainly find themselves out of a job come Monday. Chuck Pagano at the Colts, he just keeps st- stepping between raindrops. Unless he can talk his way back in again. Well, apparently he was fired last year. He went in, sat down with the owner. Four hours um, later, Ursa, came out with the job. Ursa, who's a who's a madman and, and um, oh, drug great, addict himself. Great human being. And has a bunch of problems. But he managed to talk his way into keeping that job. I don't know if he can do it this year. Well, it's his, he's a defensive guy. The defense has been terrible the last three years. It's been I, terrible since he got there. Yeah, I, he hasn't That's improved why he got it. that job. Yeah, he hasn't improved it at all. Andrew Luck's the only thing keeping that team going. That is an attractive spot for, for a coach with Andrew Luck. That's the one position, if you've got that set already, you can build a team pretty quickly around that. I would be shocked if he kept his job, but I was shocked last year that he managed to renegotiate. Very true. Um, there are a couple of others. Uh, Todd Bowles at the Jets... He came off a really good, really good year last year. Yeah, he's been pretty disappointing this year. But I would think, um, I, I would give Woody him Johnson, year. who's the owner there. I really think he's going to give him another year. He's busy raising money for Trump, and he's going to be a yeah, yeah delegate and or he something. He hasn't been terrible. They won ten games last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it's like, that fifteen wins in two years. Yeah, he he couldn't 
could he could he do that again? Fitzpatrick, as we've said, that was the best he could play last year, and he hasn't been near that. They've they got but, some work to do at the quarterback. They're going to do some drafting, sure. but his defense has been okay in times. No one, well, some people knew, but no one really predicted Darrell Revis would drop off this much. much. He's been one of the worst starting corners this year. So it's not really his fault that all this has happened in one year. The only other one I think might fall is John Fox in Chicago. Um, he's now at the end of his second year. They've been pretty disappointing both years. And they're ready to reboot, I feel. The defense, yep. which is his specialty, has been good, though. So they might want to keep. They've done, they've got a really good young group. Leonard Floyd's been a terrific draft pick for them. Um, Xavier How- sorry, Jordan Howard has been outstanding for them as the running back as a rookie as well. So they've had a good draft this year. So maybe they'll give him another chance off the back that he's building an okay team. They've had a lot of good pieces and they've been really really hurt with injuries. So, but they're a quarterback short and that's the problem. The average each year is six. Coaches will lose their job. Three are already gone, and we know Chip Kelly. Well, we don't know, but we're pretty sure Chip four. Kelly will be gone too. That's four. Is there anyone else you want to throw in there and end their career before we move on? Jim Caldwell from the Lions. If, if they lose tomorrow and don't make the playoffs, you don't go from nine and two to not making the playoffs. Heads will roll. Jim Bob Cooter will take over as head coach. He's the, offensive he's the offensive coordinator, coordinator there. Greatest uh, name in football, Jim Bob. That and Dabo Sweeney, they're the two best, I think. <laughs> but uh, look, he's the only other guy. I think everyone else is pretty safe. I think they've all had pretty good years. And you know, look, Jim Colwell, we thought he would get fired last year and he managed somehow to keep his job. You know, So he might just be a good coach that's had a tough year. So they might want to... Look, I think there's some reward to sticking with a coach. You know, I think Jason Garrett's a prime example. They could have got rid of him last year. He's been there for a long time Three years ago. Now. He's now the second longest standing coach behind... John, um, Tom Landry, and he's got a tr- uh, he's got a statue at the front of the stadium. Exactly. So this is a guy who's he he definitely knows how to keep Jerry Jones happy. That's something he's doing very well at. Uh, but I think that you can turn it around if you stick with a coach, and it's just a matter of whether the the owners are brave enough to do it. Big, uh, the biggest thing is your GM and your personnel department have to help you out. You have to draft starters. Yep. You've got In to the get first starters. three rounds. They all have. Oh, to they be all have to be regardless. But yeah. you've got to do what um, the Seattle Seahawks did: get a lot of starters from the third, fourth, and fifth round. Yeah. that's the key to building a great team. And um, late picks are great because you don't pay them a lot. Look at the Cowboys are set now with Prescott. They're going to they're going to release Tony Romo's twenty five million dollar cap and sign better players because they don't have to re sign a quarterback for three more years. There's, this is yeah. what it's same with and Seattle. He'll, with he'll Russell be earning Wilson. less than half a million dollars. It's incredible for those first three years of his deal. Now he'll get looked after when that ends, but it sets you up. It mm. opens your window. They have a massive window now. Seattle were the same. That's starting to close a bit now because you've paid Russell Wilson, you've paid Sherman, you're paying all these guys. Yep. it's starting to close. But that that's the key. Late guys who and even you know first rounders if they're if they are dominant, like a Zeke Elliott, that's what. If you get that, then it's worth it. That's what it's all about. And it's, a lot of GMs don't do it. Coming to the end of the year, we also want to turn our attention to the season awards. Take a bit of a prediction here. Um, the first one I look at, obviously MVP, most valuable player of the 2016 season. These don't include playoffs. No. Um, so these awards are decided at the end of the season. There's sort of three or four relatively clear-cut ones. It's pretty much a quarterback award. Uh, Running backs can occasionally win it. Um, Brady's certainly out there. Rogers has made a late charge for the award. Um, Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons. Well, that's who you like. I really do like him. he's going to get that? I think he's got every chance to win it. The Falcons last year were a complete smokescreen and completely fooled us. Um, But, yeah, I think this year... 
Matt Ryan has shown, I'll be nice to your Falcon fans, I'll let him go into the elite category. I think he's having a really, really good year. And I think this is an award he can take out. Sure. Week 17 of the NFL season. Richie Garraway and James Arthur in the studio. Vaultstudio.com.au. Check them out as we continue our look ahead to the final round of the NFL season. So, James, I was mentioning just before the break that I feel Matt Ryan can take out this year's MVP. I presume you're going to nominate a Cowboy. <laughs> That's not very fair when they're 14 or 13 and 2. But, yes, I'm going to nominate a Cowboy. Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm going to no- nominate Ezekiel Elliott. Now let me let me argue my point before you start getting stroppy about it because I know because it's stroppy because Tampa Bay suck you get a bit upset, but they were four and twelve last year without. Now I know they didn't have a quarterback last year, so Prescott's been imperative. But no way would Prescott have this success without Ezekiel Elliott and this offensive line. In my opinion, giving Ezekiel the MVP is also giving it to that Cowboys offensive line. We all know I love my O-line. That's my passion. So I feel that that's something that that should happen because without him, they wouldn't have been able to do it. Now, the reason I think Elliot deserves it is because I've seen Alfred Morris run behind that line. Not as successful. I've seen Darren McFadden in the last few weeks run behind that line. And I saw it last season. He was good last season behind it. He's fine. Ezekiel Elliott is an exceptional athlete. He's a there difference was, maker. There was a run last week where we were watching it, and as soon as I saw him hand off the ball, I called touchdown because he cut through the biggest hole you'll ever see, and then you know no one's going to get him. He ran 50 yards for a touchdown. He pass protects better than any running back in the NFL at this point. He catches the ball. I don't know if he catches the ball as well as Le'Veon Bell or David Johnson, no. but they don't use him as much, and he can do it. This is the thing. Whenever he's in the game, he can do every facet that's needed. He can protect, he can catch, and he can certainly run the ball. He runs with power. He runs with speed. And the bottom line is wins talk. They are winning. They're the number one seed in the NFC, thanks lar- largely to him and that offensive line. So that's the reason. All Prescott's success would not be near as good without that threat behind him. No, because he they can lean on the running game. Yeah. Now I, I, and, and I know it's a quarterback he, award, and a quarterback will get it. It'll be Brady or Matt Ryan or Aaron Rodgers. It'll be a quarterback. I just feel like look at the V in the middle stands for valuable. Look at who's valuable. Tom Brady, they won three games without him. There's a reason my coach of the year is going to be the Patriots coach. He's an exceptional coach. And Matt Ryan, he's been there for a long time and not done a lot. He plays in an exceptional scheme with a lot of talent. It's not a lifetime achievement award, mate. It's one year. Matt Ryan's been exceptional this year. I want value. Offensive player of the year, I think this one's pretty clear cut. I think it's going to go to David Johnson, the Arizona Cardinals running back. His numbers have been exceptional. Couldn't agree more. And if he was on a winning team... He'd be, MVP he'd, be, he'd be in a real shake for the MVP. Yeah, his rushing yards aren't a lot, but his scrimmage yards, he's almost had 1,000 yards received. I think he needs 110 receiving yards to hit 1,000 receiving yards from a running back, and he's well over the 1,000-yard mark as a running back too. Broken the record for most touchdowns by an Arizona Cardinals player. He's been absolutely exceptional this year in a team that, that hasn't had a lot of positives. So I'm certainly, I've got no other point to argue there. Maybe Le'Veon Bell... But I think him missing those games early hurts him. And no one has the scrimmage yards that David Johnson has. Nowhere close. No. I mean, people could throw in um, Odell. Shady had a good finish to the year. Yeah. But I think... Consistency is key. Yeah, I really do think David Johnson's going to th- take this He's had every out. single game this season with 100 yards from scrimmage. Yeah. That, no one's ever done that That's an before. incredible stat. No one's really ever is. done that. Yeah he's, yeah, he's been so good. I actually think him and Zeke have both done that. I'll have to check the stats, but I'm pretty sure they have, which is just... It's great for running backs. They need to get more respect. 
Oh, they're, they're almost back in vogue. They are. They'll, they'll be two in the first round this year again. You oh, won't. 100%. Yep. Um, Maybe three. Every chance. Yep. Defensive player of the year, I'll let you go first. I have Jadavian Clowney. And some people are going to not agree with this. His stats are not unbelievable. I think he's had eight or so sacks. His tackle for loss, he's third in the NFL. When you watch him play, when he is on... There is no one that has been as disruptive as him. And you've got to remember, they're missing J.J. Watt, who's a three-time reigning defensive player of the year. He has completely stepped it up. I think he has been... What I look for in a defensive player of the year is a disruptive player. When he is on, he is the most disruptive player in the NFL, and that is a clear-cut reason I have him my number one. Not many people will, and I don't think he'll win it. This is my opinion, but he's been exceptional. He's actually going to miss Week 17. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. But he, should, I presume, it's to get him right for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, look, I, I love Clowney as well. Yeah. I, I don't think he's probably done enough stat wise. These tend to be stat awards. Stat awards are up there. Um, yeah. But some guys I will throw out there: um, Von Miller has had another extremely good year, and Mac from Khalil Mack's been Khalil good. Mack from the and Raiders, also Landon Collins from the Giants, the safety. He's been fantastic for them this year. He's improved a terrible defense. It hasn't been the big signings from the Giants. It's been Landon Collins. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be huge for him. If, it'd be great if he got it too. As we wrap up this hour, talking NFL Week 17, Richie and James, before we duck down to Geelong and check in with the Mitchell and Bay Cycling Classic. James, just to finish off, take a quick look at the AFC playoff picture. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's all settled. The top six seeds are in. It's just a matter of where they're going to be settled. We were just discussing before, at this point, Houston have, have won the division. They'll be the four seed. If Oakland Raiders lose tomorrow, which is a very real threat to Denver in Denver, and Kansas City win over San Diego, which is, that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, that's a lock. Car- um, sorry, the Derek Carlos Oakland Raiders will be going to Houston to play the Houston Texans. I That's trouble. Houston yeah. could get to the second round because of scheduling it's a, and as injuries. I, as we said right off the top, this is so disappointing for the Raiders because they could find themselves... What they should have had is, is a locked-in week off to having to go on the road, play a playoff game, as you mentioned, probably down in Houston, get beaten, and that's the end of your, that's the end of your time. So it's pretty rough. It's, they've been so, And then you've got the Patriots need to get the number one seed. They'll want to play at home because that killed them last year, losing to Denver in Denver. It's very important for them to win that game against Miami. Miami are the sixth seed, so it's all over for them. Yep. Great stuff, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, plenty of games to have a look at tomorrow morning and uh, the playoffs, of course, to begin uh, next week. We'll uh, get the boys in next Sunday. Vaultstudio.com.au. Check out uh, Richie Garraway and James Arthur.